Welcome to the Jesse Garcia Show, your half-hour home for politics, culture, and art, where we bring you a new story about your world in every episode. Today's guest is Carla Cruz Godoy, a queer Latina warrior who made it to the finale of season 43 Survivor on CBS this fall. We'll talk about the 20-plus days she had to outwit, outplay, and outlast her fellow players. And Carla will share some points on getting and surviving on the show. Thank you for following the Jesse Garcia Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For more information about the podcast, visit jessegarciashow.com. Survivor is truly king of the hill. Ever since the show debuted on CBS in 2000, the OG reality program helped define and elevate the genre of competition shows and has made the CBS primetime lineup profitable. The show has earned a combined 64 Emmy nominations, winning seven of those trophies. The show's success continued this fall, with an average of 6.5 million American viewers tuned in for 13 weeks to see strangers who have grown up watching the show compete for a million dollars in the South Pacific Fiji Islands. But the reason I tuned in this season was to see my good friend Carla Cruz Godoy, who competed against 17 other castaways. I was both shocked and awed that someone I knew made it on the show. Contestants go through so much rough competitions and so little access to everyday necessities like food and shelter. But I figured, who better to take on this challenge than Miss Carla? I met Carla five years ago in Washington, D.C. in the LGBTQ kickball circuit. She was a dominating player who always excelled in both offense and defense. And I became close to Carla because she was also an educator who was already mentoring queer youth. We began mentoring at-risk Latino students on our campus, and not only was Carla able to keep a class of students in check, but she also knew how to convince them to do their homework, turn in their assignments, and behave for more than one hour with her wonderful negotiation and Jedi mind tricks, habits that would well prepare her for a future role on Survivor. But most of all, Carla is a funny, infectious homegirl that will leave you in stitches. You could see quickly in her season how she endeared herself to the rest of the tribe, not receiving any votes for elimination until the 10th episode. Everyone wanted Carla as an ally. And now I have the honor to have my friend Carla on the show. I want to welcome to the show my very good friend, Carla Cruz Godoy who just finished her CBS hit Survivor season 43, where she had an impressive run. Before America got to know her as the endurance queen and master negotiator of the South Pacific, Carla was a working professional in our nation's capital, teaching high school students during the week and playing competitive kickball on the weekends where I got to cross paths with her. Welcome to the show, Carla. Hi, Jesse. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I was already a fan of yours, thanks to the work you've done in the community, both in LGBTQ and Latinx spaces. But this fall, my love and appreciation for you just went to a whole other level. It was just amazing to watch you on television and cheer you on during all those like really hard challenges. Um, but before we talk about the show, which is one of the reason we have you on the show, I really want people who do, who are know you only from like Survivor to get to know 
how special Carla is um, to our community here in DC. Uh, she has provided a lot of young teens a space to believe in themselves, and she's done a lot of good work to help lift them. Uh, Carla sponsored her school's Gay Straight Alliance in a mainly Latino school in DC. And when I started, uh, wanted to start a Latino youth group to empower at-risk kids, uh, she not only co-sponsored the group on our campus, but she became a member of the organization that I was part of. And we helped mentor a lot of kids with Latino culture, history, and art projects. And I just want to say thank you, um, Carla, for giving me access to these wonderful kids. We got the project going. You're an inspiration to so many people. And uh, I just can't wait to hear about your adventure. So thank just, you. Thank you. Oh my, you have me in tears. <laughs> well, because you're such a good person. And I mean, people tend to, you know, they only have like one image of you when they just meet you on TV. And they're like, is she cabrona? Or is she just being really, you know, uh, yeah. that's really skilled at this game? Or is she really in it just to like, you know, for stardom? But you are a good person that was put in an extraordinary environment where you had to use every skill set you had in your toolbox to survive and you made it to the finale oh my god you <laughs> so real quick what okay. made you decide to get on the survivor oh my gosh so um you know covid started right and yes. so i was a fan uh, beginning in 2015 when i was an undergrad um and I think during COVID, Lisa and I were binging it and we were just like nonstop, probably like a season in like a day and a half. Yeah. And I kept thinking like, this is predominantly white and straight. And I was like, yeah. and they're very thin people. They're beautiful. I was like, they're casting models. <laughs> yeah. And then I think I got to a point where I was like, mm, no one looks like me. I know I'm competitive, right? Like I played all these sports in DC. I've seen um, you, girl. You're one of the best kickball players. For those who do not know, Carla has an amazing kick. And she catches anything in the outfield. She was a rec a force to be rec reckoned with. But go ahead, Carla. Um, and so, and I knew I was a very social person, right? You saw me out in the in the bars, uh, making yes. friends with everyone. Um, so I was like, why not? And I think that's what it was. It was like the worst they can say is no, but at least I know that I can go in and represent someone, and represent a community, and represent many communities, and say like I am that person that went on, and I can be that person for someone else to be like. I look like Carla, or I've never seen someone like Carla. Like, yes, she's a badass. So that's why. I just love how you said, uh, hey, what about us big girls? And that actually became the title of the episode. Yes. I, just, I just knew for the, like, Jeff, you were one of Jeff's favorites. Because he, <laughs> he would always bring a smile to the host, the guy that runs the show. He yes. would always smile when he was, it's like he would be your drinking buddy afterwards you know yes i think so that's why he was pouring <laughs> me all that champagne at the end i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> he was just really like he really took a liking to you so what was the process like to get selected yeah i mean you go through rounds right and so i think the first round is is online uh you yeah. submit a video um and then you fill a little application and you hope you hope that this is it yeah. um and then if they want to hear back from you they're like give us more information and so for me i remember I, I was i felt like it was a detriment to me because i was in mexico visiting my abuelita and my abuelito yeah. and i was like first of all the internet's really bad here they wanted me to fill out this long ass application and i was like where do i get it printed so i had to go to like one of the computer shops you know like yeah <laughs> But it was the perfect, I think, background for me because I'm like in my grandma's kitchen and she's over here cooking. She's like in the background in the kitchen. Um, and I'm just like, well, this is my life. This is it. And so 
all the spirits were with you that day. They were there, all, my ancestors. All, all my the ancestors. So yeah. it was the, it was that, and then just you know a lot of interviews. But for the most part, it the the app the whole process is really about discovering um, who you really are, and I think being able to to identify what your story is. Can you tell your story, and also how does your story fit into the game of Survivor? Yes. And how did you mentally and physically prepare for this adventure? Because you had to be away from your wife, your best yeah. friend, and your wife, Alyssa. I was like, oh my god, you were already like you know, going through pandemic, but then you're going to be separated from your family. How did exactly. you physically prepare for this adventure? So um, it, even before applying to Survivor, I think like the year before, I just started working out a lot because I was like, well, this pandemic, you know, everyone, I feel like everyone gained weight during the pandemic, yeah. right? And I was like, yes. mm, this is also not good for my mental health. So like I started swimming a lot and, and lifting a lot and going to the gym a lot. And then I was feeling myself and I was like, well, you know, I've lost some weight, like, let me, and I'm getting stronger, let me apply. And then when I was going through the process, I was like, okay, it's on. So I swam every day. Um, I Boy, went did to that come in handy? It came in handy. I saw you swimming. I'm like, I didn't even know she swam. Oh my God, oh. you look so good out there. But anyway. Thank but you. People don't know that I'm also PADI certified, so I scuba dive, um, but I'm, I'm like a natural in the water. Like I love the water. Yeah. And then I lifted a lot of weights just because I knew that I had to do something where I had to like lift myself up or like, you know, push something or pull something, whatever it was. So that's how I prepared myself. And then I also prepared by watching, rewatching a lot of like the 30, cause you know, there's 43 seasons. So like 33 to like 40, I rewatched all of those uh, seasons just to look at what challenges might come back um, and what's like the strategy that people are, are doing. So that's you experienced several days in the South Pacific with little food. I mean, that's what gives you energy to do yeah. anything during the day. You need food, but they deprived you of food. Um, <laughs> no contact from loved ones. You had to do physical labor and activities to survive and remain in the competition because you needed to be a good team player. You're just going to be the one that was just not going to be doing anything for the rest of the uh, of your group before the merge. Yeah. So you had to do all these things. So you have to prove your yourself there for the to remain in the group in the competition were there days that you were just man i'm just ready to go home i just can't yeah i think early on in the game i think it was like day five six or seven i don't remember but i remember talking to you know someone and they were like typically this is the hardest part um it's your body's adjusting to not eating it's me you know being you know five seven days away from lisa um when i had spent you know the last three years with her nonstop because of covid yeah. and i think that's when i was like if i can get through the stretch like i'm good um there was never a moment where i was like i'm ready to quit i think there was the one moment where i was like i'm just ready to go home now is um day 24 so night 23 going into day 24 so that's when they flushed my idol um they blindsided me and i go into the final five to a new camp my body's messed up right so not only do i have the broken not the broken but like the, the stitched up finger now, um, you endured a lot a lot of injuries and i'm gonna let you finish your story but we're yeah. gonna get back to these we're gonna get to, okay so not only the finger but i was so dehydrated that my body started cramping up and then i twist my ankle twice and I'm feeling sick on this boat ride to this new island. And I just remember sitting in that, uh, the, the sleeping on that sand, just laying there and being like, I hate my life right now. I was like, <laughs> I just want to be home. Like, screw this sand. I hate this. I can't wait to be in a bed. I'm ready for it. Um, but 
But then, you know, the next day I was like, let's go. Let's <laughs> I was go. like Rocky. I was like, let's go. Let's fight. So it's sort of like when I felt so bad for you because you were almost about to complete a challenge and your body just cramped up on you. And I'm like, this is because the body's not getting enough water, probably not enough sleep, stressed out. And I, you literally broke down in front of the camera where you just like got in a fetal position. And I'm just like, somebody help her, give her something. I know. I was like, I really, I was crying my eyes out. It was scary because it was the numbing of the hands first, right? Was really freaking me out. I was like, what's going on to my body? And then it kind of just started trickling its way up. And then I think by the time where I'm like this really crying, my face is starting to get numb. And that's when I was like, whoa, what is going on? I've never felt anything like that before. Um, But I think what, so that day before I had gone on a uh, iced coffee reward challenge or iced coffee reward. And um, I think the coffee also had a lot to do with it because, you know, coffee dehydrates you. So if you're already dehydrated, I think that was just like a big recipe for disaster for me. So, yeah. uh, One of the the challenges I just talked about earlier, the the water where you're basically being waterboarded. Yeah. You not only won that competition along with someone else, but you they had to shut it down. Because you survived the tide that was coming in and giving you little space to breathe under all that, all that, uh, those bars. And I'm just all like, my God, she like made history on this program. She beat the actual game that they had to eliminate because you're supposed to get the last one standing and then finish. But there was two of you that just kept going and going for how many? Was it like two hours? Yeah, uh, I think three hours. I don't know. I think the numbers are raw. I don't know, but it was about three hours long. People were like cheering for you. I went to social media and there was a lot of Team Carla out there. The people that were like betting their odds, they had you in the top I mean, after that, I was just all like, that is a whole new level of Carla for you. How did you feel? Yeah, so with that challenge, um, you know, I felt like, I feel like you might know because I, I think you're you're spiritual. There's there's something about being underwater. Um, and once again, I'm I'm very you know confident, yeah. not com- comfortable in water, but I just thought about home. I thought about my grandma, my mom, my family. I thought about my you know Lisa and my wife, and and there was just this like peace that oh that that became part of me. Um, and then it, I felt like I was in this meditation, this space of like learn how to breathe with the water. And that's what I called it is I just like learned how to if I knew the water was dipping I knew I can grab some air if I knew it was rising I knew to, you know, to take in air and let out air so it was I think the most peaceful I've ever been out there because it's just me underwater for about three hours. And I was just having conversations in my head. I was talking to Lisa. I was talking to everyone. I was just like, okay, <laughs> that's what I, yeah, it was yeah, so. You, just, you got on the zone and you were able to stay and you made history. You made history Thank on you. that show. Uh, which fellow competitor did you like the most? Um, I have two. So, but I'll, but I'll answer the most. The most okay. is Jesse. Yeah. Dr. Jesse Lopez. Okay. Um, Everybody was first like, oh, I don't know whether to trust this guy, but then they just fell hard for him. People were just yeah. like cheering him on. And you know what? You want to know why? It's because he's family. Yeah. You know, you talk to him, and 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 the way that he grew up in life is very similar to the way that I grew up. We talked about, you know, um, he was in a gang. I had, you know, family members that were in gangs. 
he lived uh, in a highly gentrified area in LA. I grew up uh, in what is now a highly gentrified area in San Diego. Um, you know, I, we're hood scholars. We both yeah, went to Berkeley. Exactly. You know, we were, were actually at Berkeley the same years. Um, I knew about the organizations that he was part of. Um, so we kind of knew the same people. And I was like, bro, like, you stand for the right things that I stand, or for the same wow. things that I stand for. So I know that we're, you know, we got each other in life outside of this okay. game. We're so close. Um, that's so that's why I was like, I like you. Yeah, that's good to know. And who was the second one that you really connected with? Sammy, <laughs> <laughs> the 19 year old. <laughs> oh my God. Which is I so funny. I felt bad for him because he felt out of place and he felt like he was going to be on when they, these people find out how young I am, they're going to come for me. But uh, yeah. yeah. Well, with him, it's 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 funny because I was like, I, I he when he said 22, I was like, I believed him because he has a lot of like facial hair and like body oh. hair. And I was like, all right, I believe it, whatever. Um, but then we were talking a lot about family out there and he loves UFC. My little brother loves UFC. He loves the same rappers that I love. And we were just rapping together. And despite <laughs> how very similar we are, right. He's like, a, um, you know, he's a very, um, spiritual person and yeah. a faith-based man. And I am not, yeah. um, and the fact that we just like, like each other a lot on the show was, was special to me and outside the show. And I'm, I'm assuming that everybody's already watched the show. If you're listening to this podcast, spoiler alert, did you see Gabler coming? Yeah, I think, well, if if we were looking at it at a final six, yeah. I would not have seen it coming because you still had three big threats, right? You had Cody, Jesse, and I. At the final five, I still didn't see it coming because you still had me and Jesse. Yeah. At the four, I was like, okay, you still have Jesse, but at this point, we still have three players, Cassidy, Owen, and, and Gabler, who were like, they, they're very similar, right? They all were kind of just brought into like the votes, yeah. they, except for Owen. Owen really fought his way to get there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was like, but we still got Jesse. We still got a big threat. Yeah. But then when you get to the final three, you're like, oh, all right. So these people all are very similar. Um, they played under the radar games. Um, I'd call them at times safe games. Um, yeah. And then that's when you kind of have to like nitpick at people's games because you're like, dang, they look all very, you know, some people might yeah. have like a little bit more here and there. But when you really examine Gabler's not only strategic game, which some people are going to argue that it wasn't the best, but he did have some points on his resume. Um, you could see it. But when you saw the social game and the relationships that, e that each person played, Gabler by far had the best social relationships with people. He's the one that never fought with anyone. Um, I don't know, actually, I don't know if he ever fought with anyone because I wouldn't know because he yeah. never fought with me. Yeah. Um, so he, <laughs> no, I saw, he, I saw it coming. He was I, just, I, uh, he was just the nice old man that people would just like, no drama. He never gave us drama, and I'm just thinking, wow, that that's something that. Well, except know. for except for when he was like, Ellie's gotta go, and I was like, <laughs> that's why I was like this. <laughs> As she drinks her drink, right. I I gotta say, a lot of people. Uh, really, really liked you. They really like connected with you. Uh, would you sign up for an all-star version of Survivor? Hell yeah, anytime. I mean, I'm yeah, ready. Would you do it again? Would you do it yeah. again? I'll do it again. I'll definitely do it again. Um, there's a lot that I've learned about myself out in the game, um, watching it back. I knew that there were moments where, you know, I was like, I should have taken that risk. I should have done this. I remember there was a moment that I was, um, you know, taking a walk and I was interviewing and I was like, Jesse's way too cool. I love Jesse, yeah. but I think I'm going to have to get him out at some point. 
And I wish that I would have uh, followed through with that. But I was just, I loved him a lot as a person. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's why I was just so happy for him to get to where he got. But heck yes, I'll go back in a heartbeat. Would you go do another reality show if you were invited? Which one are you interested Ooh. in? <laughs> um, what a good question. Amazing race. Yeah, listen, Jesse like, Tannenbaum, if you're reading, hearing this, amazing <laughs> race would be great. I mean, you know me, Jesse. I love to yes. travel. She's an international cosmopolitan woman. Um, I love seeing the world. That would be great. And I, I'm good at it. I'm good at like traveling. Big Brother is, mm, I don't know. I, I already feel about the way that I feel for myself. I don't know if Big Brother's <laughs> it, but I think Amazing Race is the one. Or the challenge, actually, or the challenge. I've been working out. Let's do it. Let's so. do it. What advice do you have for people that are considering becoming coming on the show? Know who you are, right? You have to know who you are. Know your story. Know that um, for a few moments, I let fear uh, try to stop me from applying. Um, but in, you know, like when it comes to life, if you don't stand up for something, or if you don't, if you stay quiet, you're part of the problem. Right. And so I was like, this is, this is what I have to do. I have to apply. I have to, you know, forget the fear. And, um, so forget the fear, do it. The worst they can say is no, go in there confident, know who you are. Remember to take risks. Um, and, uh, be unapologetically you do not care what people are going to think about you or say about you and be fun and be, you know, be sassy if you have to be, be you, so. like that, you totally gave the response that you portray portrayed on the show. You were so confident, your skin was glowing. I think I messaged you once. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Bro, you look good on HD, girl. Something about <laughs> your skin and Fiji Island weather agreed because you had the hair, did you see the tan it was so tan. good and my teeth look so good i was like girl you belong there you belong there and i would be afraid any lgbt person with no makeup access to makeup uh uh products to keep the the the, the skin clean and and fresh for days and out there in the sun with sand and all this abrasive stuff and you just killed it you just wow you just look good you know why I also think it's because like my my family in Mexico, they're from La Costa, right? Yeah. So which is why I have like my my palm tree tattoos. Because yes. I was like, I was made to be. You were made. made. You were my made ancestors made. were from the, the coast, right? Like. Yes, like I said, this ancestors were with you all along, all along cheering you on. Carla, I want to thank you so much. I know you have other adventures to prepare for. I feel so uh, honored and blessed that you came on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your journey. And once, of all, once again, thank you for helping me here in D.C. open up a lot of minds and enriching so many uh, students' lives with culture and art and, and, and history. Thank you. I appreciate you. And thank you for keeping that going. Because I know I've talked to some of the alums of the, of the you know, from the school that I taught at um, and they say that it's still going and they're, they're very happy. Um, so thank you for keeping that alive. Um, and I appreciate you for being such a good friend um, in the, in the community um, and just for being a role model too. And you know that you're a role model as well. Oh, whatever. But, you're yeah, a, role no. model. You're gonna be a role model for so many of us that see ourselves on TV and on survivor. So thank you so much uh, for those who are interested in applying today make sure you go to cbssurvivorcasting.com. You just have to be 16 years or older. U.S. Canadian citizens are allowed to apply. Remember, the process is year-round, but if they're interested in you, they'll contact you, like Carlos said, 
and um, it's a commitment of 46 days. You know, there's 23 days of competition on the show, but there's a 46-day commitment that they ask from you, ask of you. And uh, if you haven't heard in 12 months, apply again and keep on applying. Because Carla said, believe in yourself and never give up. Thank you, Jesse.